G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Always look forward to a Tuesday at this time when we get to update really those latest events that are unfolding today in the Middle East and especially as they relate to the nation of Israel. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines overnight once again. Back with us, Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with what's happening with the whole Trump peace deal. Uh, Palestinians have delayed a vote at the United Nations Security Council. And, of course, uh, I guess they don't know what to do with it. What are the headlines are saying? Well, it's a surprise move. The Palestinian Authority has delayed a scheduled UN Security Council vote, uh, but the meeting will otherwise continue uh, this concludes a special address is coming from Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. But there's been immediate speculation that the delay was caused because of a lack of numbers. Uh, they've got to get nine members for passage. Uh, otherwise, it would have been considered that the resolution had failed. Even if it passes, the U.S. has been expected to veto the original text. The PLA Secretary General, Zayab Erekat, tweeted reports that the resolution promoted by the Arab group and the non-aligned movement has been withdrawn are unfounded. The draft resolution has been distributed. We are continuing the process of consultation with various countries in a way that doesn't contradict the principles of the resolution, he said, adding that the draft resolution was not yet ready to be voted on. Over the weekend, a number of changes already had been made to water down the text to ensure its passage, but still it's been delayed. The U.S. and Israel have been working very hard to ensure that it will never pass. Well, we'll be following it along closely, and as this all unfolds, and of course the whole Middle East peace deal, uh, it is significant news, and we'll be able to follow those details closely. Ron, the historic meeting, one that's been touted between Benjamin Netanyahu and the Saudi Crown Prince in the works. What's the story? Well, I think this is connected to the first one. Uh, One of the reasons they can't pass is they can't get the votes. But intensive talks are underway between Washington, Jerusalem, Cairo and Riyadh to convene a summit in Cairo, possibly before Israel's March 2nd election. That would serve as a venue for a meeting between Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, a senior Arab diplomatic source, has reported. The U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, and his team have been mediating between Israel and Saudi Arabia for a couple of months. The United States has let Jordan know that such talks are underway and that Israel has agreed to Palestinian participation. A senior Palestinian Authority official confirmed this information and said that for now, Abbas and the leadership in Ramallah would adhere to their boycott of Washington and to freeze diplomatic ties with Israel. Time will tell. 
And as we're looking at this whole issue of the peace deal and in recognition and my understanding here that there is a pathway to peace and one of those conditions, of course, is that that the Palestinians stop their attacks on Israel and now you've got Benjamin Netanyahu making a warning of crushing action if Gaza continues with the attacks. What are these headlines? Benjamin Netanyahu warned Gaza-based terror groups that Israel would take crushing action, they're his words, if the rocket and incendiary balloon attacks continue. And again, to quote his words, I want to make this clear. We won't accept any aggression from Gaza. Just a few weeks ago, we targeted the senior Islamic Jihad commander in Gaza, and I suggest that both Islamic Jihad and Hamas refresh their memories. Netanyahu spoke that at a cabinet meeting at the weekend. He said, I will not go into detail about all of our actions and plans, but we are prepared to take devastating action against the terror groups in Gaza. Our actions are very strong, and they've not yet ended, just to put it mildly. Defence Minister Naftali Bennett also warned Hamas terror leaders that Israel would take lethal action against them. Israel does not want a war with Hamas in Gaza, but we are committed to the safety of the residents of the South. And I think on that border, things are getting very tense. Mm. And there's reporting on a lot of different dimensions of what's going on with the peace deal. And Israeli Arabs are saying no to Palestine. Yeah, this is a very interesting topic. The Trump administration's massively detailed peace to prosperity vision contains many specifics some of which are currently reverberating in Israel and among the Palestinians. One of the most surprising of these is regarding an area known as the Galilee Triangle, a region of Israel bordering on the West Bank and predominantly inhabited by 300,000 Arabs. The Trump plan contemplates the possibility, subject to agreement of the parties, that the borders of Israel will be redrawn such that the triangle becomes part of the state of Palestine, and the Israeli Arabs don't want it. An overwhelming majority of Triangle residents prefer to stay under Israel government, as shown by massive evidence uh, coming from politicians and surveys taken over the last 15 years. It's a very interesting situation where the Israeli Arabs prefer to stay under Israel rather than Arab control. And some reporting around the ancient borders of Israel, because this is of some dispute. Uh, There's an item in the media overnight, Ron, a recently deciphered inscription appears to confirm the biblical account of Israel's ancient borders. How does that headline look? Yeah, the inscription was discovered at the site of Abel Belth Machar, archaeologists Dr. Naama Yahom Mack, and Dr. Nava Penitz-Cohen from the Institute of Archaeology at the Hebrew University report. Abel Bethnachah is mentioned in the Bible several times. Benadad responded to King Asa's request. He sent his army commanders against the towns of Israel and captured Leon, Dan, Abel Bethnachah, and also Kinneth, as well as all the land of Naphtali, it says in 1 Kings 15.20. Later in 2 Kings 15.29, the city is listed among those conquered by the king of Assyria. As explained by the researchers, the prominent Tel 
was discovered in the 19th century and identified with the city mentioned in the Bible because of its location and the resemblance between the name of the Arab village Abu al-Kamer that was located on top of it and the ancient biblical name. The archaeologists pointed out that 3,000 years ago the city was also at the crossroads between different political entities. Although Abu Beth Bakar has yielded several important discoveries over the years, including a unique piece of artwork shaped like the final, finely chiseled head of a bearded male, as well as figures, seals and jars, no finding so far has allowed the archaeologists to understand the city's political affiliation in the Iron Age. When Antiquities Authority restorer Adrian Genier was working site discoveries, she realized one of the jars featured an ink inscription, one quite rare for the time. It said it used the name Hebrew Yahoo, which refers to Yahweh, the God of the Israelites. So it identifies the location as being part of what the Bible has already said was the land of Israel. Hey, Ron, uh, just a little personal insight here from you, because uh, when we talk about borders of ancient Israel, and uh, a lot of those Jewish names, they won't mean a lot to listeners. Uh, In your own thoughts about uh, where those ancient borders might well have been drawn, we know that there's Lebanon to the north and uh, Jordan uh, to the east. And uh, so where would the borders typically actually stand if we're talking about ancient borders here? Yeah, they're very much uh, more than what they are now. And uh, I think because uh, man is disobedient to God's plan, uh, we've got to work towards achieving those goals. I quite frankly think it might be something you mentioned to Dr. Michael Brown. I might have to run that point by and we'll see if we can fit that into our conversation in just a short while. Ron, always so good getting your updates on things that are happening, the breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East overnight. Ron, thanks for joining us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 